Let's get it going. Our first guest is what Growing Boulder is all about, folks. No fear. At age 58, she moved to Africa to become a news correspondent for the African Division of Habitat for Humanity, working with massacre survivors in Burundi and the homeless in Tanzania, just to mention a couple of her assignments. Now 68, she's ready to go. She has just released uh, her first book about her adventures, Mark, and I bet you there's a lot in there we can all pull from. Let's give it up and welcome Tilly Gray. Yeah, Tilly. Tilly, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. Well, now this is this is like a, a, an unbelievable story. If this was a TV movie, nobody would believe it. At 58 years old, what, what possessed you? Well, I was working at international headquarters for Habitat, uh, running a department in uh, America's Georgia, where I'd been for about five years, and I'd been volunteering to write for their uh, magazine, Habitat World. And uh, it was the result of the, my fascination with Africa and the stories I'd been doing about Africa that led the Africa area director to offer me the job to go to Africa and report on the work there. Uh, it was a dream come true for me. Tilly, you mentioned America's Georgia. I'm guessing you know a couple of guys named uh, Jimmy Carter and his lovely wife. Yes, I, I wouldn't say I know them. I certainly have been around President Carter, and he's an absolutely amazing man. Uh, Africa, you, you, you're fascinated with Africa, and I know I have been since I was a little boy and saw the Tarzan movies, but uh, unfortunately yes. Africa is nothing today like it was back then. Were you afraid? Um, no, because uh, Habitat is a grassroots organization, so even though I was often um, alone with, you know, perhaps the only white person for miles, I was always being protected by local Habitat people running the local African Habitat affiliates. They took wonderful care of me. They um, uh, saw not only to my health by being sure I ate the right foods and avoided anything that might make me sick, but um, if they thought there was going to be trouble, they got me out. Tilly, what an amazing thing. You know, all of us, all of us do have daydreams of doing something extraordinary to help or make a difference, but we don't live in a vacuum. We all have, you know, it seems like we all carry some baggage, whether it's family members or other responsibilities or, or just don't have the option of getting up and making such a drastic life change. How did you do it? How did it work for you? Uh, well, it was difficult because I have a mentally retarded son, a boy with Down syndrome. And even though he's being cared for in an agency, the most difficult thing for me was to realize I was going to be so far away from, from him. And so I told um, Harry Goodall, my boss, that I couldn't stay in Africa longer than six months at a time because I just needed to be back and in touch with my boy. And that, at the time that I went out to Africa in 90, 1997, Habitat didn't really have people doing that. They had people who signed a contract to go out for a minimum of three years. But Harry was very flexible. He said the first year that I went out, he said, well, let's try it. Go out for six months, come back, and see, and we'll see what we're going to do. So that was the way it worked out. Um, we, every year, it was almost a joke. Harry would formally invite me to go back out, and I would go from January to June, and come back to the States in June, do a lot of writing, and of course we were hooked in by email so I could reach people in the national offices, and I would spend six months in America writing, and then at the end of December, after the holidays, I'd turn around and go back. 
You know, you know and, what happens, Tilly? We, we get set in our ways. I mean, I, I, I should speak for myself. I'm set in my ways, and, and changing the routine is not easy. And, and I know that if, if you jolted me out and if I went with you once I was there, I'm yeah. sure it would be awesome and just mind-opening and, and, and fulfilling, and you see such a great need. But talk about that. How do you break out of that, uh, of that everyday life you live? Well, I'll, t- I'll tell you exactly what happened to me. On my 50th birthday, I found myself... My husband was dead. My children were grown, four children. Norm was safe. I'd been teaching school. I found myself, after a big party, sitting in my condo watching television, and literally a voice in my head said, is this what you want to be doing when you're 60? I don't think so. So I took a leave of absence from my teaching job for a year, and I explored several organizations that I had been interested in, one of which was Habitat. And when I found Habitat, I thought, this is it. This is what I want to do. And I um, volunteered at their headquarters for the rest of that year, then went back and quit my job and went to work. That is a great story, uh, uh, Tilly. Unfortunately, I think if I listened to every voice in my head, uh, the, the outcome <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't be quite so good. Talk to us about Africa. It is in the media so much these days. Yeah. There is so much heartbreak there. What have you learned about the country, and, and most especially about its people? What I've learned is it's not one country. It's not one place. You could take all of China, all of India, all of America and South America and put it on that continent, and it wouldn't fill it up. So when we talk about Africa, what we hear in America is all about the terrible uh, massacres in Rwanda and the fighting in the Congo. But nobody ever talks about Botswana, one of the most beautiful, gentle countries that used to be Rhodesia in southern Africa. And I had a reporter from um, based in Johannesburg, South Africa, say to me, why are you based in Botswana? Nothing ever happens there. And I said, no, nothing bad ever happens mm-hmm. here. So there are countries like Botswana and Ghana and, you know, just beautiful places, Tanzania, where the bulk of the country is peaceful and beautiful, and the people are so kind and so generous. Uh, I lived with a woman for several weeks in rural Kenya, and I had killed myself to study Swahili so I could speak with her only to discover she didn't speak Swahili. She spoke a local language called Kimeru. We had the best time. What I really learned was people are the same everywhere. Mothers want their children to be brought up in healthy environments. They don't want their kids to die of malaria. People don't want wars. They don't want to fight. They're struggling with some of their own cultural things the same way we do in America. Tilly, you talked a moment about uh, racial and ethnic differences too. Could you address quickly the, the age difference? I'm sure it was. I'm sure Habitat doesn't have a lot of you know 60 year olds that, that volunteer to change your life like that. Habitat probably has more volunteers over 60 than anyone I know. And how, how empowering is that for you to see that that in your late 60s you are not only still viable but you're you're, change, you're changing the world. Yes, and, and, you know, when you, you run into... I, I didn't even know this world existed. I, my parents were artists, so I didn't grow up in the service world. But when I go out to a place like Africa, I'm constantly running into businessmen who are retired and who are part of an organization where they go to a country for anywhere from 
six months to a year to advise bankers or small business people. Um, you run into, uh, uh, I, I was in a guest house and ran into a retired nurse that had been part of a World Health Organization um, inoculation of over 100,000 refugees or polio inoculations. I mean, and she'd been retired from nursing for five years, but she had joined uh, an overseas nursing volunteer program. They're, they're all out there. Boy, that's, that, that is so fabulous, Tilly, and we appreciate what you've done. Unfortunately, we're running out of time. You're doing the heavy lifting out there uh, for all of mankind, and we thank you for that. We certainly want to plug your book, newly released, On the Path with Heart in Africa with Habitat for Humanity International, kind of a collection of some of the, uh, some of the pieces that you have written for the Habitat for Humanity publication, correct? Well, it's actually a memoir oh, great. of my time. I wrote it. I wrote it includes some things from my journals and so on, but it's actually a memoir. And um, readers can get it uh, going online at www.booklocker.com or Barnes and Noble and Amazon. And my last name is spelled Gray with an E. G R E Y. <laughs> Tilly, way to go! Thank you so much for your time, and God bless you and safe travels when you go back to Africa.